that feeling of aliveness when what you're doing, and that could be being a mother, that could be serving your community, that could be through your business, but that feeling of being alive and aligned with all that you are and all that you've become, there's nothing like it. Welcome to the Trailblazer Podcast. I'm Jan. And I'm Erin. We're best friends, mother and daughter, rural entrepreneurs, and business partners of over two decades. Over 23 years ago, we jumped into the world of entrepreneurship in search of our big purpose. Three years ago, our hard work paid off when we launched an international print magazine, Trailblazer, and business membership. Through these, we have one mission, to empower rural women by helping them build successful businesses, all while cultivating the rural lifestyles they love. So through guest interviews and shows with just the two of us, we'll be chatting about topics like growth mindset, intuition, entrepreneurship, grit, resilience, and so much more. We're going to equip you with the know-how to navigate the sometimes murky waters of entrepreneurship. So whether you're rural, rural-hearted, or intrigued by the rural way of life, get ready to challenge yourself while learning from our experiences and other rural entrepreneurs as we explore the endless opportunities that lie ahead. Together, we can create something extraordinary. Welcome to the Trailblazer Podcast. All right, this podcast, we're diving in deep. You guys sent us so many DMs, messages, words of encouragement and support and appreciation. You are loving the podcast. So thank you. And we are loving hearing from you. So today we thought we would circle back around to maybe answer, address, or speak to some key points that came up that we're just like, wow, let's go down this rabbit hole a little bit. So today we're talking about those four elements or four topics, and it's all around helping you unlock your worth, essentially, so that you can feel empowered to go and do that big, amazing, incredible thing that you've set out to do. So enjoy. Hello. Here we are. A week almost, yes, after we launched our very first podcast. We're happy to be back and we're also really moved by the comments we've been getting and it's just been really uh, gratifying. We've shed a few tears over it because it's hitting where we had hoped it would hit and Aaron and I really are excited about sharing more and even just this episode, we want to just touch on some of the comments that were made. We have other things we want to move into next, but man, we just wanted to put the brake on the train today and just really answer and speak to some points that you brought up that we've been um, receiving in our DMs and messages that um, hit home from you. And I just want to acknowledge too, this whole podcast is going to be a cathartic process for us too, because for us, (laughs) mom's shaking her head. (laughs) nodding for us reliving our past experiences having to sit down and write notes on what was the takeaway what was the difficult part of that experience and how can we turn this around to be a valuable lesson or aha or inspiration for our listeners is quite an incredible experience actually yeah i i really feel that it's causing us to to dive under the surface of things that we thought we had packaged and put away but <laughs> or healed or healed <laughs> yes that we're really just pulling up to look at again and i think that's not like anyone else out there in their lives we can choose to gain from the things that we have been through in our lives or we can just ignore them and 
pretend that it didn't affect us, but I think we lose the power of how life experiences shape us. And that's one of the things that we mentioned in our opening podcast is that who you become is just as important as what we create. Mm -hmm. And with this podcast, we're willing to share who we've become. Through our vulnerability. Yes. Yes. So that means we get to go back and share who we used to be at times too. And that isn't very comfortable at all. (laughs) So this episode, you know what? And we were actually going to record a completely different episode to launch this week. But we followed our guts and said, no, there's actually, we want, while this is hot in our hearts and in our minds, we wanted to talk about uh, a couple points. So here's what we're going to cover in this episode today. We're going to talk about worthiness or the lack thereof. Yes. That all of us feel at one point in our lives. We're going to talk about the importance of skills. You're, as you get to know us, you're going to know that skills are such an integral part of who we are and what we create. We're also going to talk about fear. Fear. Being scared to leap. <laughs> to take, take that the leap. Risk. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to wind it up with purpose because that is something that has been a journey for us to uncover from within ourselves and relate it to the life circumstances and experiences we've been through. And so we may have a little different take on it than how purpose is generally talked about, but it feels like it's been a hard one battle really, because I want to say at 30, when I got divorced and my kids, Aaron and Jesse were seven and nine, I didn't have a clue what purpose is. So I really, I want to backtrack to that and talk about how you go about uncovering that for yourself. Worthiness is where we'll begin. We're going to start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As she laughs nervously. <laughs> totally. And I, we want to start off talking about worthiness. We're all women here pursuing a purpose, at least, or at least something deeper in our lives. And I just want to say we have all had feelings of unworthiness and still do. And it could be in any area of your life. And I think for mom and I, one area of worthiness that's been reared its head many times that we know we have a lot of healing around is around shame and around working hard to be worthy of success. Those are two huge ones. Would you agree? I totally agree. I would say where we're at now, we feel the most worthy that we've ever felt. Yes. And there's been many years of trying to find our way to living it out in the world. So how do, how does worthiness show up? There's gosh darn there's just tons of ways there's tons of ways it shows up. And so we're going to share with you the ways that feeling unworthy has showed up in our lives and how we're rewriting that script. But first we're going to start with a quote and this I'm going to read it out loud and this specifically talks about food and our bodies, but this can relate to any area of your life. So as, as I'm reading it, have an open mind. Okay. So this is from Dr. Will Cole. We follow him on Instagram. He's an incredible inspiration. And here we go. Self-sabotaging behavior is a byproduct of not knowing our intrinsic worth. Many of us don't believe that we are worthy of good things. We are convinced there is something about us that is inherently unlovable. Awareness that you are valuable is the path to food peace and body peace, or insert whatever that is for you. It's a catalyst for sustainable healing. 
It's not about behavior modification, shaming your way to wellness. The paradigm shift is realizing that self-care is a form of self-respect. Yeah, totally. Some of the ways that us feeling lost and unworthy have shown up. I mean, my gosh, through the years, there's been many times we've just simply compared ourselves to others, other women and their businesses and go, well, how come we can't be there? My gosh, we're never going to get there or looks so easy for them. What are we doing wrong? We just must be such slow learners or whatever. Or what is so wrong with us that it's taking us so long? Yeah. Yeah. It truly is the stealer of joy comparison. And we've also had a lot of shame and embarrassment around projects that didn't work out. Um, I'm going to tell you a little story about one time when uh, we were in our early years, maybe five years in, something like that. And we had this beautiful line of little blank journals uh, for kids. There was, I think, about 12 of them. And we had hand painted these beautiful animals on them with on the back covers, the little story of what the fox means or what the owl means or whatever it was. And so living in Calgary at the time, we got ourselves an invite as a vendor to this big event for parents and kids at this big park. And we knew that in attendance, there would probably be three to 4,000 parents and kids there. So we thought, we better have a bunch of journals. (laughs) Yeah, we better get a ton printed because we want everyone going home with a journal. I think we arrived with about 600 of them and we were so excited, creatively set up our little booth. And And, and we had arranged with our printer that we would pay him after the events because we were counting on the sales from that day to pay for the print run. Yeah. And based on the information and data that we had prior to the event, we thought we would do well. Here's the thing. We sold six journals that day. And as the day was wearing on and we weren't gathering the attention at our booth and everything, Aaron and I just started looking at each other quite panic stricken because this isn't what we had thought would happen that day. When we packed up and got home and unloaded the car, I just remember the deep heaviness and the deep shame. <laughs> Let's just use the word shame and embarrassment. We had family members come to help us that day because we thought we'd be so busy. Yeah, they rallied to support us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which was amazing. And to go the next Monday to talk to our printer and to tell him that we had not sold many. So we've had that situation. We've had lots of things that happen and... Repeatedly. Yeah. And so what got to be a pattern is we carried that shame with us and embarrassment over time, which really depleted us feeling worthy of going on to the next thing, even though we always would. And so sometimes deeply held feelings might affect how you might speak up in a social situation. It might affect whether you answer an email in an empowered way. Shows up it, in lots of ways. It, it does. And I think, and so we'll talk about shame later on in more, in, in more depth, but shame is, can be such a silent killer of our presence and joy and our ability to show up for ourselves and the people in our lives. And I think whether as mothers, there's always those instances where I could have done better. I could have handled that better. I feel shame over how I handled that. As business women, in our relationships, in our marriages, in our partnerships. So shame has been one that we have 
has been a heavy weight for us. And so in, in terms of talking about feeling unworthy, oh, shame is a big one up there. And I think that we haven't always realized until now how that trickled into our lives about um, even how like how we dress or how what are we worthy of, of having? Are we worthy of having nice things? Are we worthy of something so simple as a pedicure for ourselves? And for a lot of years, that answer was no. And so that it's yeah, because we, we just lived felt really bad. small because of it. Yeah. yeah, we just felt bad about ourselves. And so the question begs to be asked. So how have we moved forward out of it? And I think it really meant like Aaron and I have had conversations around that where we sit across the table and we have cried or we've been angry or maybe we've tried to blame the other person because the feeling was just so uncomfortable. But we sat with it and we acknowledged it. And then we learned to start asking ourselves better and empowering questions. And that is one of the key things. I'm going to call it a skill. Asking empowering questions is a skill. What can we learn from it? What can we take forward? How can we do things differently next time? And over the years, we have slowly rebuilt. Have we entirely healed any shame that we carry around things? No, of course I don't think not. So, no, but, I think. But we can act in spite challenged. of it. Yes, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And we always say, <clears throat> and we know how lucky we are to have each other. And if you don't, so we feel so strongly, especially when we're in the pursuit of something big, that other people in our lives, friendship circles, families might not understand. But truly, you just need one person in your corner. There has been so many instances when we've really, truly isolated ourselves because of feeling shame, a situation, and embarrassment. And a lot of times for us, it's been because we've been so freaking broke. And that has been a perpetual vicious cycle because that kind of ingrained in us to, to not ask for help. Yeah. And there's so many situations where had we just asked for help or popped that bubble to let someone know what we were going through, it would have dissipated the intenseness and the yeah. pressure that we were feeling on ourselves. Yeah, because it would build up between us and we just seems like we just couldn't find a way out of it. So I really agree is the, the isolation when we feel we want to just go into our cocoon and tuck ourselves away because we're feeling bad about ourselves or a situation. I think the best thing is find somebody to be a sounding board to you. They don't have to have the answer, the solution, sometimes just saying the truth out loud. And then, again, moving into asking yourselves better empowering questions. I think that's really the key. And we don't ask enough for ourselves as women. We just, we just don't. And that's part of in that quote that Aaron read is that self-care, so asking for help for ourselves is self-care, is a form of self-respect. So I think that's one of the ways that we have worked and are still continuing to work to actively feel like empowered women. Absolutely. And, yeah. and worthy of everything that we want. And so when we're sending emails in conversation, when we're working out an agreement with a potential collab or partner, we are now asking ourselves, is this decision empowering for us? Are we valuing what we are worth? And if yeah. the answer is no, then we will not go forward with it. Yeah. And I want to tell you, too, on really important emails where we're making a pitch or we're responding to a proposal for a partnership or a collab or whatnot, we will read the email out to each other, depending on who's writing it, to make sure that we're not writing from a small place. 
And it's I, an unwritten thing. So, we know that we're reading it back so that we know that we're checking that box. Yeah. <laughs> and that heals us a little bit mm-hmm. more every time, too. So have somebody as a sounding board, too, because sometimes we can shoot off a communication where we were just, I don't know, just not being enough. And so we know that we're enough, but sometimes our languaging takes a while to catch up. And using empowering language for yourself is a way to build in your worthiness. So those are a couple of things that we do to to stay active with it because it's not as ingrained the feeling of I am enough. We're still working on it. We truly are. It's truly a work in progress. And I think of the women who we're in community with through Trailblazer. And I know so many of you don't feel worthy of being able to have a dream for yourself because maybe you're in a traditional setting where the woman on the farm isn't supposed to have a passion of your own, or maybe you're not feeling like your idea is worth bringing to life or your talents are worth bringing to life. And we just want to say you absolutely are. (laughs) Yeah. And whether it succeeds beyond your wildest dreams or it just turns into being a learning experience, you deserve the opportunity to try it out. And that's the thing is you got to get in that arena. And we're going to talk about a (laughs) quote about that later on in the podcast, but you got to show up. And even if you start small showing up for yourself, you can build on it. Because here's the thing, action builds confidence. We have this kind of backward in our society that we think we have to be confident and fully in our power to go for something. No, we just need to take a little action, acknowledge it, take the next action, acknowledge it. And the actions that we take help build our confidence. So if you think that you have to be fully like perfect, yeah, it's not true. It absolutely is not true. Yeah. And so one of the things that was mentioned is our talk of skills in our first podcast, because we talked about skills as being the foundation for us building our business forward. So Erin, what would you tell us about that? And and for us, our skills have been that one thing through every variable. It's the one thing that we've always had control over for ourselves to empower and to move us out of not so great situation. Yeah. And we always, we love that quote. And how does it go? I'm going to mess it up. Just that to become an expert at something, I need to put in 10,000 hours. I'm not sure if that's actually true. But here's the whole the 10,000 hours. But yeah, it's a lot of hours. <laughs> it's a lot of hours. And there's a saying practice makes perfect. I don't think you have to think that you're perfect at something. I think you have to feel versed in it, competent. And the thing about expertise is you just have to know a little bit more than the average person out there in the world knows. And the more you practice your skill, the more expertise you build. And then here's the really interesting thing about it you start adding in creativity to it. So you innovate on your skill. That's what puts you in the category of uniqueness. And that's where Erin and I like to play. (laughs) Absolutely. And for us, I think a lot of you out there or a lot of people in general might look at entrepreneurship when they hear that word as a certain business. And we've never looked at the skills within our umbrella as just one business. Entrepreneurship to us is essentially skill building and figuring out along the way as you're going, because we look at how we've developed our skills over the years 
And we never had one business in mind that we were clear about in the very beginning that we were working towards. What we were working towards is building our skills that in a way complemented our talents and our charisma and our gifts of working together and leaving that open-ended. What does that look like? Yeah. And I want to tie skills back into the worthiness thing because I'm thinking as Aaron's talking. So skills you do have control over, your ability to practice, to go at it again and again, is action. Like that is you taking action. And that action will build your feelings of worthiness because you have given yourself proof. And so I think so often we look for our marketplace, our community, the world outside of us to give us validation or acknowledgement. And I think first and foremost, we have to give it to ourselves. Yeah, because that puts you in such a, a powerless position Yes, when you're looking externally for that validation. Yes. I totally agree. And that's why we really are excited to, down the road, share the Create Book Method with you because that is how we have continued to build our skills and our expertise and blended it with creativity. So, so I know you're saying, well, wait, what's the Create Book Method? <laughs> this is something that we've developed. It's a pen to paper um, method for bringing your ideas um, and talents and skills together to form whatever that is you want to pursue in your life. We're going to talk about it more later, but we're just going to, you just threw that in. There. I know. I just had to tease <laughs> that one out. We have, I'm looking over at it now, a basket, a huge basket of journals that we've had since 2011. So that's 12 years worth of fleshed out ideas and thoughts and visuals and research and connected the dots in so many different ways. It's been a foundation for us to build our business in the way that we do it. And for us, the number one thing that our skills have done for us is they've gotten us out of the victimhood. I always, whenever we talk about being so broke, I always picture us when we were just lying on the bed together, looking up at the, the ceiling, just bawling our eyes out. I think our cell phones had been turned off at that point. And we felt so alone and so isolated and so hopeless, really. Yeah. yeah. And that was our stuck point where we took some action, pivoted, and the Create Book Method was born. But again, that's a story for another time, uh, another day. But we had turned to our skills to empower us to take action to get us out of that bad place. Yeah. And, and that can look different for everyone. So in terms of skills, we really want to invite you to do an inventory, grab a blank notebook and your favorite pen. And have you ever done this? Done an inventory and write it down. What you know, what you're good at, what you love, what you don't want in your yeah. life. What you're interested in. Because even if you're not even sure, here's a little quick trick go to uh chapters indigo bookstore whatever um if you were just to let yourself loose in the store maybe you end up in front of the magazine stand what magazines are you drawn to that, that you're picking up that kind of you savor and oh my god i love this look at these pictures look at these articles or even in the rest of the bookstore what would you be drawn to if you could take home three four books that day what would you grab those are signs that these resonate with you somehow. I can't tell you what that sign means, but it has some relevance to you and therefore it will have some meaning to you if you choose to look at it. So that's one of the things that we have done in the past when we've been stuck is we do that inventory. 
And so we talked about in the first podcast, I write Aaron Designs. So my first writing was helping clients write resumes. My skills have gone way beyond what those first writing lessons, but products were really for the clients I was working with. But it's because I've used it. And same with Aaron. So you all have this unique package that is you. It's a wealth. Yes. Yes. And it means something. And there are people out in the world who would love to hear what you have to say with this package of you who you've developed. And some people never look at it or we get we can get caught up in the job, the career, the mortgage, the house. And those are all important things. But if you want to figure out what really makes you tick, because here's what I see sometimes is that pe people feel there's a part missing from their lives. I'm not, I like my job, da, 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 but I just, something's, something's not missing. there. Something's mm -hmm. missing. And that missing part might be, um, what am I really here to do? What am I really meant to do? Mm -hmm. Who's meant to benefit from it? In what ways can they benefit? And how can we all rise together? So we're going to mention that at the end of this podcast and we talk about purpose. But I just want to say your skills are uh, foundational and you blend them with the other parts of yourself and you have something unique. And there is such power when you write them down. Because a lot of times we don't acknowledge or even realize all that we are. Because if you've got maybe you're thinking you're not good at this or you failed at this, when you actually inventory all the things that you know how to do, you look at yourself in a totally different it's a long light. list. Mm -hmm. You'll find it's a very long list. Hey guys, Jan and Aaron here. We want to take a second to tell you about Trailblazer. You know, the magazine that inspires the very guests we have on the show. So Trailblazer is a quarterly keepsake magazine that celebrates and connects you to the lifestyles and entrepreneurial dreams of resilient, gutsy, rural women across North America. From ranchers, makers, homesteaders, women in egg and beyond, it really is the perfect companion for those seeking a tangible connection to the rural way of life through the eyes and hearts of rural women. So we believe rural is a mindset. It's a way of living and how we connect to the land, the animals, and the people around us. And our Keepsake magazine is perfect for those wanting to connect to the way of rural through compelling storytelling, immersive design, and the heartfelt writing of rural women who live on the prairies, in the mountains, by the sea, and beyond. Each issue showcases the beauty and the challenges of navigating rural life with a growing business, feature stories, nourishing recipes, valuable life skills, mindset and development tips, plus unique and refreshing perspectives to bring the heart of rural into your home and life. You guys, it's really one of the most beautiful magazines you'll ever get your hands on. And we would love for you to find out more at www.trailblazerco.com and explore the stories that await you beyond the city limits. So we're just going to tell you this little quick story of Aaron's best friend. I'm not sure if we had started. I think we had started the business by then. And we were like 18 or 19. We yeah. Were. So on the verge. Yeah. <laughs> on the verge or one year in. And yeah. Should we say her name? Yeah. yeah. Tamira. I'm Tamira. probably going to listen to this episode. <laughs> we're not saying anything <laughs> bad, although there's nothing bad to say about you. So Tamira, my best friend, she came to us and she was looking for a summer job and she was feeling pretty frustrated. She wasn't finding the right kind of 
fit for her. Yeah. She, she had some very specific things yeah. that so, she wanted from her summer job that she yeah. was looking for. So I put on my coaching hat that day <laughs> and I said, okay, Tamara, we're going to work with the power of intention and with writing things down. So just in your best of all worlds, what do you want this summer job to contain? She said, I want to be able to drive around in my car. And I want to be able to listen to my music of choice. <laughs> so I want to wear what I want to wear. I don't have to want to wear something specific or office-like. I want said, very little people interaction. <laughs> okay. I need flexible hours. And she was looking for a certain rate of pay. So we wrote that down. We also did a, another list beside it of all the things she didn't want to do. So we were clear because when we make a list of all the things we don't want, it helps bring clarity to what we do want. So we looked at this list and in my mind, I'm thinking, whoa, this is very specific. specific. <laughs> and there was no cells in my brain at that moment that were, could make any suggestion as to where what this she could, could look find like. employment for the, for the summer that would fit this. But here's the thing. She wrote it down. She focused on it. She visualized. She saw herself driving around, like all the things we just listed. And two freaking weeks later, she landed a job at a, a seed company. Yeah. Where she could drive around in her car, <laughs> delivering her own seed music. packages. Yeah. Didn't have to in interact with anyone because she was just the sales rep putting the seeds in the shelves. Um, but anyway, she got every darn thing on her list. And uh, I'm not going to say that Aaron and I were surprised that that happened. We were amazed that there was something that could fit that for her. But see, that, that wasn't our dream. That was her dream. And when she could acknowledge it and look at it and feel her way into it, I don't know all the steps that Tamara did to find that job. We never really debriefed with who knew who or connection or something that brought her to it. But she just became this vibrating, resonating person of looking for this particular thing. And she got it. It really goes to show, too, that if there's things that we want, we have to be careful not to try and contain them into something that our minds mm -hmm. have already thought of. Because an answer to our greatest intentions or wants can come to us in a totally different form that we have never even thought of. And this was a perfect example of that. We could have never imagined that she would be a, a seed stockist for retail locations. I know. I never would have thought of that. Wearing her overalls, driving around, listening to her music, and just having a great old summer. That just really goes to show us that, first of all, don't on other people's dreams because you don't know the power that is there for them when you when they're in that empowered state. And I'm just going to throw this in as a bit of advice too. When somebody comes to tell you something, your kid, your partner, your best friend, that they have this idea for something, listen and support because until we've tested it and taken it out into the world, we have actually no idea whether something like that does or doesn't exist or can be created for us just simply because we're focused on it and we're intentional about it. Absolutely. Okay, we're moving into the third topic, and that is fear, being scared to take the leap. After our episode one, you guys came back to us and you said, wow, thank you for addressing that point. I feel scared in my life to take the leap. And so we just want to take a couple minutes to chat about that. And we're going to preface it with a quote. Oh, yes. And we're all familiar with <laughs> Brene Brown. Brene Brown talks about, I want to be in the arena. 
I want to be brave with my life. And when we make the choice to dare greatly, we sign up to get our asses kicked. We can choose courage or we can choose comfort, but we can't have both, not at the same time. And there's also that acronym for fear, false evidence appearing real. Here's the truth of it, people. Like probably 99.9% of the things that we conjecture in our mind that could happen possibly in situations that we're nervous or anxious or fearful to go into never happen. And I don't think we ever stop and go, hey, the worst thing didn't happen. I'm okay. And so I think fear is a mindset that we can adopt. The other side of that coin is to believe I can do this thing even though I'm afraid. I can still walk into it, take the action, try it out, and see where it leads. And that, regardless of what happens, I'm going to be okay. Yes, and this applies to to all of our lives, whether you're thinking of starting a business, you've got the seed of an idea, or you're in your business knowing that you need to elevate and really grow to the next level, and but feeling fearful of what that's going to take from you. I think for Aaron and I, we've always thought that the fear of not reaching our potential has been greater than the risks. Hands down. Because I, yeah, I think you can look at some of the risks that we've taken and go, ah, why would you want to experience that? But what's on the other side is if you can feel that you're fully alive and fully living a life that matters so much to you, that is meaningful, that you savor, that you're grateful for, that every day feels like a gift. Wow. I can't believe I've got this. Mm -hmm. I would never want to trade off that for the comfort zone of knowing exactly every moment of my life, what's coming next. And, and I totally agree. And I think it was such a pivotal moment for you when you were 30, coming off of being divorced and now a single parent. And that very decision that you made for yourself at the time to uncover your deeper purpose or to start the pursuit of uncovering what that was, like that very moment really is why we are where we are today. You set that course into motion because you instilled that in me growing up and yeah. especially starting our first business together when I was right out of high school. So yeah. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. So it was a quote by Wayne Dyer. And so 30, I was divorced, had two kids to raise. I felt lost. I had no idea how to even build my future going forward. I didn't even know my identity. I was still referring to myself as my former husband's ex-wife. Like when I would when I would meet people sometimes I wouldn't even say my name. So that tells you just how lost and disconnected I was from any sense of value, worthiness, and identity. And I came across this quote because I started on my personal development journey then to, to heal the wounds of divorce and starting over and being scared and all the rest of it. So this was the quote that Wayne Dyer had said. He said, don't die with your music still in you. Don't die with your purpose unfulfilled. Don't die feeling as if your life has been wrong. Don't let that happen to you. And I, that was such a powerful quote to me at the time. And so I wanted to figure out 
what is my music? What is that special thing that Jan is? And what could she do with it out in the world? And how could I fulfill it? And here I am 35 years later thinking, oh, I think I have a clue. I think I have a really good understanding what that is. So, And the thing is, it's never too late to ask that question for yourself. You could be 20, just really starting your life. You could be 45, maybe divorced with kids. You could be 70 and it's never too late. Yeah. There's been many times that I've thought maybe we're just a little crazy. Well, because we've just never stopped. Could be. (laughs) But we, I don't know, that that whole drive is there. Reaching our potential, that feeling of aliveness when what you're doing, and that could be being a mother, that could be serving your community, that could be through your business, but that feeling of being alive and aligned with all that you are and all that you've become, there's nothing like it. Like that is, to me, that's why we're here. Yeah. Is so that in our serving of other people, and through what we're creating, that we feel alive and that we're awake. Yeah, and I, I'm sitting here listening to Aaron say that, and I want to liken it to, I'm not a very materialistic person, um, but what I am very, um, that I feel that I possess is some of that knowing. Like I, I, would, I would give up many things over not having an understanding of what makes me worthy and valuable to be out in the world saying the things I'm saying or doing the things I'm doing or just simply to listen to a stranger (laughs) at a checkout counter because people feel presence when they're around it and I think if anything that our being in business together has taught us is to be present to people, to be present to ourselves, to be present to opportunity. So I don't know, you could never go wrong in in going down that self-reflective place of really understanding yourself. And I can't wait to see what else I find out about myself. Oh, exactly. Or Aaron or <laughs> Forever or expanding. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Are we ready for the last topic? You betcha. Purpose. Oh my God, you guys, this is such a big word. <laughs> it is. Like a lot of things we're saying, we're going to talk about this a lot more in later episodes, but we wanted to just address it because in our first episodes, yeah, we've talked about purpose a lot and it's important to us and I know it's important to you as our listener. So purpose, here's Webster's Dictionary definition. Purpose, the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. So we talked about this mm-hmm. and we said, does this fit what we think purpose is? It's a shade off <laughs> <laughs> to be kind. So here's what to us purpose is. When we look at purpose, we look at it as our commitment to uncovering our greatest contribution and impact all while becoming the women necessary to carry that forward. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a molding and shaping of oneself to be able to translate that that deeper feeling and knowing into something tangible or maybe even intangible in the world because I think it can be a feeling too. We want people to feel good about themselves in our presence. So, you know, part of our purpose is helping 
people feel heard and acknowledged and walking away from what we provide, whatever that is, our magazine, our membership, this podcast, feeling like they matter and that they can feel good about themselves. But that also helps us feel good about ourselves. And that's the second part of purpose is fulfillment, to know that you're on task doing what you're really designed to do. Yeah. And and for you, that purpose could be tied into a business. It could be tied into a passion project. It could be how you're showing up and advocating for a community. It could be your role within your family. Absolutely. The biggest thing about purpose is don't let it go unused. Don't keep it inside. We all have such valuable knowledge and wisdom and everyone, you never know who needs to hear it. And so don't keep it inside like the music. Yeah. And as women, we do. We give so much of ourselves as mothers, daughters, partners, caretakers, business women. And I think creating the space to just be in time and space for ourselves is so important. Now, do Erin and I have that totally figured out? No, we are still pulling and drawn in all the different directions, as many of you are with all the things on your plate. But it's something that we're conscious of and it's something that we're taking small steps towards. And I think if you're going to hear anything from us too, is that these changes that can be big changes don't happen usually in one fell swoop. They happen one step at a time, one day at a time, one, one year conversation at a time. <laughs> at a time. Yeah. Absolutely. And don't feel overwhelmed if you're wanting to really up-level your life and align it more deeply with the person that you are. Just know that it's just, it's one small thing you can do after the other. And action, remember, builds our confidence, builds our worthiness, builds our purpose. Yes. And so let's pop the bubble on the pressure of the word purpose, because we just invite you to ask yourself, are you actively pursuing or expressing your skills, gifts, and talents? And are you actively working towards becoming all the parts of a woman needed to carry those out? Are you actively developing yourself? Are you curious? Are you learning? Are you asking those bigger questions? Then yes, you are pursuing your purpose. Yeah. And I want to say too, it's not about perfection. If you could look at our lives someday, sometimes it feels like a comedy of errors. Believe me, there's no perfection in how we live life, but you know what? It's real. It's true. It's authentic to us. And we have the history now to look back upon and say, we've always moved forward and we've always tried to grow into a bigger version of ourselves. So I guess that's where we stand. So I know we covered a lot of things today, but our biggest takeaways are we invite you to look at perhaps the ways that you're demonstrating feelings of unworthiness in your life. We invite you you and how you can change (laughs) that. Yeah. We invite you to do a personal inventory of your skills and the things that you love, write it in a blank notebook to reflect back to you so that you can see yourself in the utmost light, highest level. We also talked about fear, being scared to take the leap, whether you're about to start a new business, you've got the seed of an idea, or you know you're ready to up-level your business. Yes, and let me add, what if I fail, but hey, what if I succeed? And I think some women that I know are afraid of success because 
then you really have to step into the ownership and your authenticity and maybe you don't want that pressure. So fear is a double-edged sword. And then, of course, purpose. We all have it. I don't know that I've seen through life that everyone wants to identify and acknowledge and then put into practice what their purpose is, but I believe we all have it. I think we're all uniquely designed. We are interested in the things that interest us. We become skilled in the things that make a difference to us. So I truly know, and especially from my coaching days, even in working with people who are in their deepest, darkest hours, asking, I used to ask them empowering questions, but we can ask ourselves empowering questions and it helps us figure that out. So we are meant for more. We really are. We are meant for more and we just have to be willing to risk what that looks like to unfold it, uncover it for ourselves. Yeah. So, so we're yeah. sitting here. We're going to wrap up. I just want to say I've got such compassion. We're sitting here in our studio in rural Alberta and I'm thinking of all of you women out there who we know through our trailblazer community. And I just have such com compassion for all of us women pursuing these bigger things in our lives, all while balancing and doing all the things, all the pressures that we have, all the obligations. And then still after all of that, trying to carve out and claim a space yeah. or a business or time or fulfillment just for us. I just, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. There's never going to be a perfect week or a perfect day, but I think what still matters is getting up the next day and making that intention to move forward because it's when we stay stuck. It's usually stuck in the past of old thoughts and ideas and feelings about ourselves. And we each have the capacity to flesh out a life that matters. So figure it out. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. And if you've got questions or comments, or maybe you had an aha moment through this episode, we invite you head over to our Facebook or Instagram and comment on the post for this episode and tell us what that was for you. We'd love to start a conversation with yes. you around that. So please do. So I guess here we are signing off. See you later. You did it. You just finished another episode of the Trailblazer podcast. We love bringing you real life stories and know-how from rural women. Head over to our website, www.trailblazerco.com for today's show notes with all the links and special offers from today's sponsors. Want to help us grow? Tag us and screenshot this episode or share your takeaways in the comments over on Instagram and Facebook. We'd love to see you over there. So this is Jan and Erin signing off. See, see you, you next time, Trailblazers. Trailblazers.